Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Portable Magic Dispenser, a podcast for your library, public library, school library, whatever. My name is Lucas Maxwell. I'm the um, librarian here at Glenthorne High School in uh, South London, UK. And the point of this podcast is just to help you out, hopefully, or just to share things that I feel have worked well, things that uh, I struggle with, etc., etc., just to create, a, hopefully, a discussion around different programs and ideas that we can do that we can talk about in the um, in the school library setting or public library setting. So today I want to do a recap on the um, probably one of our most uh, successful programs I've done in a long time, and that's the um, Dungeons & Dragons convention that I held a few Saturdays ago. And what I'm just going to do is just recap it and go through the steps I did and what I would do differently. And... Uh, you know how I felt it went. I thought it was amazing and really, really cool. So I want to share it and maybe uh, hope that you will try one yourself. <laughs> so we did it on a Saturday. That was <clears throat> the number one thing I would recommend doing. Anyone who's played Dungeons and Dragons, you know that it takes probably at least three hours to go through some sessions. So you want to set aside three to five hours, which is a lot, but. It's worth it if it's even if it's a Saturday. You get students in who you might not get in before, etc. You you get to introduce them to this great game and bring them into the library in a different kind of setting. So, um, I didn't have to promote it too much because I knew we had this core group of D and D fanatics, which is amazing, and they're really amazing students. But I also wanted to try to open it up to new students. We had about forty five students, I think. Um, attend and there was a few who had never played before and a few new faces which was really cool and I was really excited to see that so I did put a sign up sheet up making sure that the kind of the kids I knew were going to come the D&D kids who were really excited um, even at the prospect of it um, they signed up immediately and I promoted it um uh, you know, around the school really as best I could, and it went really fast. Uh, in a few days, I had fifty uh, names, and I think five didn't make it. So, um, once I got the names, I simply uh, sent a letter home. <clears throat> How it works here at the school, I formulate a letter, I send it to my manager, they kind of approve it, and then it gets sent out um, and gets sent to their mobile devices, emails, etc. And so basically I just got permissions from the parents that yes, they could come in on a Saturday. And through me kind of discussing it via around the school, I ended up having um, three teachers uh, appear for it, which was amazing, not on a base level for like, not that I needed behavior help or support really, because the kids were all amazing and they were all here. None of them were here to, you know, disrupt or mess around. They were all here for one purpose, which is to either learn about D&D or play D&D. Um, but it was just good to have extra adult, uh, you know, faces there to, to you know, bounce ideas back and forth, to to lean on each other if we needed it, and etc. Support each other, which was really cool. So I didn't expect that to be honest, and I was really pleasantly surprised when we had a math teacher, we had one of our amazing media teachers, and we had another staff member who kind of surprised me. I think she showed up. Um, just out of the blue, it was like I heard that you were doing it, and I might. Do you mind if I just come in and watch? I said, "Well, do you want to play? Do you play D and D?" And she and they said they've been playing for years, and so it was. I said, "You know, of course, just jump in." And 
Then I asked before, so this is like three weeks beforehand, three or four weeks, almost a month before the event. So I did plan this quite extensively. Uh, I asked the students uh, who were signed up, does anybody want to be the dungeon master? Um, so we had three of them wanted to be dungeon masters and one teacher wanted to be a dungeon master, even though they had never DM'd before the teacher. So this is the amazing thing that happened, in my opinion. It's so one of our regular teen DMs who has been um, a dungeon master for a few months, um, maybe six months, um, and is doing an amazing job, uh, offered the te- to meet with the teacher over a series of lunch hours to teach them how to DM. This teacher had played D&D, has, plays D&D, but has never DM'd, and you know it does take a different, I guess, skill set, or you need a few things to learn about how to do it, etc., so they, they spent um, a whole series of lunch hours with this teacher teaching them, which was, I don't know, for me, it was just really cool, kind of touching to hear that. And I loved it when the teacher informed me. I had no idea this was happening. Um, they told me after the fact, really, that, oh, we've been meeting every every lunch hour uh, to go over everything. And that leads me to the next point, which was um, I recommend all doing the same adventure. So do what's called a one-shot, which is... Um, you don't have to do this, but this is what we did. Uh, a one shot is just an adventure that can usually can be completed in three to four hours, and it's really cool. And um, I found one, I printed it off, gave it to the dungeon masters weeks in advance, and we all learned it and did it. And what's cool is that you're all playing the same adventure, but you you as groups, we had four groups, and each group had you know different outcomes for the adventure which was amazing so i absolutely loved to see that and really enjoyed you know seeing the outcomes so print off the same um adventure i would really recommend that and um see what happens <laughs> uh so once all the permissions were set once the um i had all the members ready I kept kind of, you know, maybe weekly reminders about the date. If anybody needs to drop out, let me know because we could put extra people in, etc. Um, I started to gather up prizes. Now, I was very, very lucky that I was sent. Um, we do a podcast, another podcast with some amazing authors. And because of that, I was sent um, the brand new starter set, the Dragons of Stormwreck Isle. And um, I was sent that as like a promotional gift, which was absolutely amazing. And when I got my hands on that, I decided I would use that as a prize, uh, as a raffle prize. So everybody who attended got their name put in a in a little box, and at the end they got to draw their name and produce uh, and win that thing. So a student won that, which was really cool. And I decided to have uh, uh, other uh, prizes as well, and that entailed everybody who attended got a free uh, D twenty dice. I was able to buy these from like Goblin Gaming, which I recommend Goblin Gaming. Uh, or, and I think actually I might have got them from Etsy, but I recommend Goblin Gaming as well. Uh, the, the dice don't cost that much. So everybody got to get one free D20. And some of the, you know, some of the students who played a while, that might not be an amazing thing, but it's like, hey, here's a free D20. And students who are um, brand new to the game, this was, you know, really cool. And, you know, they were really surprised to get that. And then I had other raffle prizes, too. I had um, a, a nice wooden handmade box that contained an, a, a set of, like, galaxy dice. So it's, like, D20, D12, uh, D8, D6, uh, and D4. 
um, in a little handmade box with a little etching, like fantasy <laughs> role play type etching in it. And they won that. And then, uh, yeah, just an amazing, you know, thing to see, to be able to give away some stuff that I wanted to give away. I really, I really love to do that. So that happened. Um, so that's, so I, so I gathered up prizes. Um, I wanted to like have guest dungeon masters from like local game shops and stuff like that. I thought about doing that. There was a bit of issues around that, just getting anyone interested. Um, but I think as it grows, I think I'll, um, I really hope to do that again. I want to involve the game shop somehow, and I just want to get them going. I want to get, like, I don't know, I just want to get them involved um, with prizes, maybe, and just get them going on it, because it's it, it is such a kind of a special, unique thing. So, um, I wasn't worried about space. All you need, really, is table and chairs, pencils. Um, what I decided to do was have a resource table. So, I put one table aside, <clears throat> and I... On that table, I piled it with the player's handbook, the monster manual, uh, the uh, some like you know the extras like Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, uh, everything, all those books, um, Monsters of the Multiverse, things like that, um, just in case they needed them uh, to access. So everyone could kind of like in the middle of the room, so anyone could to grab it. I had like extra dice there if they needed them. Um, I had enough dice for everybody, so I spread all those around. I got the tables ready a couple hours beforehand. Um, I Dungeon screens was a thing that I forgot about. I have two Dungeon Master screens, and I needed two more. <laughs> but a quick email to the students, uh, please someone bring, can someone bring in their DM screens? And then I had to, ended up having like six Dungeon screens, <laughs> um, which was uh, hilarious, but um, perfect. So I had more than enough. They all came with their DM screens. Um, this is something that may not relate to you, but our school, the students, it's not a private school. It's a state, it's a, you know, public, regular state-run public school, but they do wear uniforms, and I made it sure in the email because parents were asking, and I forgot to say, that they didn't have to wear their uniforms. So some kids dressed up. One kid made their own, you know, hat and with, uh, like, a dragon on it, and they brought in these chalices and goblets and stuff. It was awesome to see. And I had food. So I had a resource table, and then I had food, mainly in the norm, <laughs> primarily in the name of crisp snacks, ch uh, chips. You know, not 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 French fries. I know I'm in the UK, but uh, I still say chips is in crisps, um, chocolate stuff, just nut-free stuff, popcorn, and like little juice box things. I didn't want to have people like pouring big bottles of pop out on the uh, on the library carpet floor by by mistake. So stuff like that, and. Uh, then I put the screen up and had the projector going and I had like ambient music playing like you know like tense like D&D &D role play music going which kind of just set the mood the whole thing was set in um, an underground tunnel where you're kind of like routing out these rats and then there's like a rat king and there's like a cult that gets involved and um, yeah it, so that was that was happening so that what I ended up doing so I knew that the I knew that the adventure called was a th you know mainly aimed at third level characters so what i did was you can go on um, D, D beyond and get free pre-made character sheets they download them to your computer in a zip file when you open it up you get a you get a race so let's say you get like elf elf ranger you click on that file download that file and it's got like level one to i think level one to eight or something like that 
So I just clicked on the third one, and I printed off a bunch of those third level, just different races, different classes. This helped with the students who showed up who were new. Now, before, uh, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but this is what I did. So a couple of weeks before the event, um, I tried to meet with them, and I would really recommend doing this. I didn't meet with all of them. What I should have done was called like a meeting for everybody, and I didn't because some of them are kind of what I would call like really like ex- not experts. We're not, not. I'm not an expert. No one's an expert, but they've been playing a long time, three or four years. I know it's not long for some, but uh, for students it is, and so they knew what they were doing. I would have, I should have called a meeting for everybody, and just said, "This is the this is the adventure." Does anybody like? I would have done a whole session on character creation beforehand. I know time crunch is hard to do in a school, but I would have really made an effort to do that because some of them I could tell were making their characters on the fly in the library at lunch times and stuff, and I wasn't able to help as much as I wanted. It's very very busy in here. I would I wish I would have set aside some time to do that, but. When some of them came in and they're like, oh my gosh, I forgot my um, my character sheet, sir, and they were kind of like panicking, um, it didn't matter because I, 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 it mattered in a way because it's fun to make your own character, but I had these pre-made ones done, which was really cool for them to use. So they were really excited to just grab a character sheet and go, don't do that on the day of. Don't start making characters on the day of. <clears throat> I had these ready to go like three or four days in advance because... <clears throat> D&D Beyond does a good job making your characters for you, but if you decide, okay, oh, we're going to make some characters now, that'll take up upwards of, of 45 minutes to an hour, maybe uh, even more if you have a lot of students who need characters made. So get those done way beforehand. <clears throat> Otherwise, you will eat into your time. So I did our, uh, hours from 10 to 2. It ended up going 10 to 3, um, which was fine with me. It was five hours of D&D um, and then the raffle. <laughs> with music, food, um, prizes at the end, of course, as I just said, and the um, uh, the tables all set up around the library, with the DM screens. I have already had um, uh, dry dry erase uh, map boards. You don't need these for D and D, but I had them ready. So every table had some. So the DM could lean over with a dry erase marker and say, oh, you're in this tunnel. Here's how the tunnel's unfolding. Here it is. Um, I did have miniatures as well. So just random ones they could use to represent their characters. <clears throat> this is just because I already had them. So I don't recommend buying them for it because it is expensive. Um, this didn't really, in the end, didn't cost me that much money because I had the prizes so most of the prizes already handy and i had the other stuff already just because i, I play D on my own time and why not use that stuff so um but like i said in the fu- in the future i'm going to be reaching out more to game shops around the area so forbidden planet um <laughs> if you're listening uh you know you're welcome to uh, to help us out but uh yeah this is what i want to do in the future is just uh, is reach out to to groups for sponsorship even and to just get them involved because it will be make it much more um, professional and much more interesting if they get some really cool prizes or things like that so um that's what i want to do so we had 40 plus students all taking part in the same one shot from 10 to 2:30 to 3 and it was absolutely amazing. And what I want to talk about really is some of the groups. So we had a math teacher, a math teacher who had never had played some, but hadn't played in many years and didn't really hadn't played very much at all. So they were in a group. They came in the library 
the week before the dungeon con and um made a character with me i said they took their only free half an hour the head of the day and we sat down and quickly whipped up a, an elf druid and it was amazing fun to really just laughed the whole time which is the whole point and on the day of the event here you have a math teacher who is teaching many of these kids most of these kids at some point in a group um of six players he's there he's surrounded by 11 year olds who are in his party in his group the dm is 17 she's directing him he's sitting there completely glued to what she's saying you've got the 11 year olds you know shouting at him to you know heal us help and he's trying to work things out and he's they're debating what to do where to go and all you can hear is like howls of laughter from their table I mean, it's a completely unique experience. Um, I don't really know where you get that kind of experience in a school, if I'm being honest, where the teacher was completely absorbed in the game and completely um, uh, on board. And it was amazing. Um, afterwards, he, he, he's been in twice more to tell me you know, all, how much he enjoyed it. He wants to play more. Um, he also said he could not believe that four and a half hours went by that fast. He had no, he could not believe it, and he said that to me multiple times since. Which I I was really um, uh, you know it, that's something else. So that it means you're having a good time, and I knew they were because I could I was I was really lucky because I could be a player for once. I'm always I'm one of those they call forever DMs, which I don't mind. But I was a player with a 16-year-old student being my DM with, I was with um, ages uh, 12 to 14. And we were all sat around, same thing. I could, I would, and every once in a while, if there was like a, not a lull, but like a quick break or whatever, I would get up and walk around and make sure everyone was okay, if anybody needed anything. And it was amazing. We had the teacher, uh, the media teacher who'd been taught by the student running theirs, and everybody was having a good time. Um it really uh, was great to see that they they took it so they took it seriously. They took the fun, they took the having fun um, seriously. And again, you don't see many opportunities in school where eleven-year-olds um, get to hang out, quote unquote, with a seventeen-year-old um, in a way where everyone's on an equal playing field. So. And this is happening weekly, really, in the library with her, with her session. Uh, they they almost view they're definitely viewing her as a positive role model, but almost like some sort of parental figure in a really really positive way. You know, they're they're listening to this uh, to this to this student. They're they're taking advice. She's telling them, um, you know, settle down. Let's let's all bring it back together now. Let's get let's get serious. Let's let's focus on what's in front of us. You know. Pay attention. She's very gently reminding them of what they need to be doing, um, because it's just about the nature of the beast. You've got eleven-year-olds. You've got six eleven-year-olds sitting around your table in a game setting with these really weird, multicolored, funny-shaped dice and sheets with monsters and stuff coming at you. They're going to get silly, and, and that's a good thing. But also, you, as a DM, you need to keep the table under control. And to watch this, because I'm in the library when they're running it, and I'm kind of like in the periphery. I'm never hovering, unless I go over and just ask who's been who's been killed tonight. I'll say that or something. <laughs> you know, who's still alive? And they they'll happily 
um, regale me with <laughs> what they what they've been doing and the trouble they've been in. Um, but to listen to this kind of like really positive kind of environment is is really unique, and it's something that um, I haven't really been able to capture in any other kind of program I've ever run in fifteen years. And I think that's the uniqueness of D and D in many ways. Um, I used to, be, you know, sometimes in Manga Club I have older students run things, but it's a completely different animal D and D where they're building memories, these kind of shared memories around this story that this person is um, spinning for them. And they're living within the story. And they're not just trying to kill monsters. Um, they're learning about empathy. And they're learning about respect for others. And they're learning about things, simple things like um, taking your time, waiting your turn, showing um, respect when it's needed, um, being aware of others, other people's feelings, um, showing creativity, creating backstories and things like this for their characters. So it's, again, something that I've not seen before in, in any kind of program, and I'm really excited to be um, running these types of events. So, again, in the future, I'll do a recap. So if you decide to do a dungeon con, uh, ask permission from parents first, way in advance. I would suggest running it on a Saturday or, or after school if you want to. Set aside four to five hours. Get snacks. Get music. Try to get some prizes if you can, but don't you don't don't feel like you need to break the budget. They'll come anyway. You don't need prizes, even if the prizes are, um, you know, some dice, which didn't cost really anything. Uh, even if the prizes are bookmarks, they don't have to be D and D related. But you can go on um, like Etsy and find D and D stickers for like four pounds. Well, I have a big pile of them. I absolutely love them. I gave a ton of them away as well. Um, you can almost find anything, and I recommend recommend doing that. So, uh, you know, get the students involved as dungeon masters, and you know, just have fun with it. Uh, I really recommend it. I, I would love to hear if you decide to do your own, or um, maybe in the future, students and teachers could come to ours, which I think would be amazing to have guests, um, guest um, uh, DMs and guest players. So. That's really it. That's my recap on uh, my Dungeon Con, uh, which we've, again, our first ever. Uh, huge success, in my opinion. Um, really oversubscribed and just a huge amount of fun. I want to make it bigger and better next year. So that's it. Thank you very much. Uh, take care. Uh, have a good week. Bye.